0: Okay, good evening everybody. Um, This evening I'll be speaking about freedom. Um, The, uh, oh, it's, don't let it intimidate you too much. Um, Freedom is a uh, noun that can have uh, different meanings depending on the context. One common meaning is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Another meaning is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. Freedom can also refer to the political rights given by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in the United States, such as the freedom of speech, religion, the press, assembly, and petition. Here in the United States, we always hear people say that freedom isn't free, and it is not. The United States won its freedom from the United Kingdom around the year 1776. Many people sacrificed themselves or their time from family uh, to fight for what they believed. The cost was a great many lives, but the reward was our freedom from the tyranny of the Kingdom of England. You also cannot have freedom without laws. I remember when I was a child, I used to say, it's a free country, meaning making it sound like uh, you could do whatever you wanted. And I used to say that quite a lot. But we are not free to do whatever we want because of the laws that are in place. if we did whatever we wanted, we might be infringing on somebody else's freedoms. Uh, This may be a free country in that we have freedom of speech and freedom of the press, freedom of expression, yet we are still not totally free to do whatever we please. We cannot do to others anything that infringes on their freedom and we are most definitely not free from sin. Sinners are That are not saved are trapped by their sin because that sin holds them back from getting into heaven. Sinners that believe on the Lord Jesus are free from the burden of sin. The grave cannot hold them, and the and death has no sting. In Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen, the Bible says, (coughs) "Excuse me." Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit is, there is liberty. Now the definition of liberty is being free within a society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority. The meaning is the same as freedom or independence. We as believers in Jesus Christ have the Spirit dwelling in us. We are free from the burden of our sins. The hymn... I must tell Jesus, says, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear my burdens alone. We are free from our burdens, <clears throat> the burden of sin. In John eight thirty six, which was the last <clears throat> verse that uh, Brother Wade read for us, the Bible says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now, we as Americans can choose to worship the way we see fit because of having freedom of religion. We can choose the religion that we want to because of that freedom. We also don't have a government that tells us how to worship or what or who we worship. Those who do not have their sins removed by the blood of the blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ are not truly free. Before my conversion, I was like many others in that thought that I was a good person. Feeling that not being of a mean spirit, or that if there was a war to break out, that I would tell the uh, army or whatever division of the uh, military that I was a conscientious objector. Things like that. But I still had the fear of what would happen when I died. Would I be in heaven, or would I roam the earth as some aberration, or who knows what would happen to me? I have a feeling that deep down I knew that I needed something else. I had seen the signs, vehicles with the words, Jesus saves, or the word repent. In Galatians uh, chapter 5 verse 13, the Bible says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty... Only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. We know as Baptists that we were called by the Holy Spirit and brought to repentance and faith in Christ. And it is that faith in Him that gives us freedom or liberty. In Romans uh, chapter 8 verse 30, it reads, Moreover, whom did he predestinate, them he also called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. We are freed from the bonds of sin thanks to the Father and, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our past haunts some of us to the point that we feel guilt for the things that we had done. In uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 and 30, the Bible tells us, Take my yoke upon upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke, in verse 30, is easy, and my burden is light. The rest unto your soul, I believe, is the knowledge that your sins are forgiven, And you have eternal life and freedom from the sins of your flesh. Now, life can be stressful enough without these things that most people carry around in their mind. These are the things that I have done that, excuse me, there are things that I have done that bother me still. But I am trying to leave them in the past and move on. And using these things as a life lesson and learning experience. But still, there are things in our past that can haunt us until the day that we die. People tell us that we should forget it. It's in the past. You can't change it. And that is true. But some things or wrongs we have done to others are difficult to forget. If Jesus is willing to forgive us our sins, then we should be able to forget those wrongs. If you think about it, A great weight should be lifted from our shoulders in the knowledge that we are freed from the burden and the bondage of sin. In Galatians 5 uh, verse 1, uh, the Bible tells us, Stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be ye not entangled with the yoke of bondage. Being free from the fear that we should burn, for all eternity because of our trespasses and sin should give us a sense of freedom like no other we hear of the people that are at the southern border of the united states wanting to get into this great country with the yearning to be free to have an opportunity to have the freedoms that you and i enjoy these are people that have been oppressed or have had their government suppress them in some way a government Perhaps that during COVID would not let them have the liberty of going to the store when they wanted to, or even having the freedom to go to church when they wanted to. We all heard of the restrictions put on the people that Brother Todd Marks had in his congregation and had to face. Being told when you could leave your house or when you could go to church. We all know that now Brother Todd is in the United States and maybe reevaluating his ministry in Ephesians uh, chapter 3 and verse 12 we read in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him this passage reminds me of the one that says with God all things are possible uh, Matthew nineteen twenty six. the be part of the verse we all know of God's sovereign grace And God wanted to have a country that people could worship him with liberty and freedom. He sent those people from the Church of England to a new world where those seeking religious freedom could come to and worship. In Psalm 119, verse 45, we read, And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. And if you turn back to Psalms uh, 118 and verse 5, the Bible says, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. This passage to me sounds like the Lord had sent people to this new world to worship God in freedom and liberty. The United States is a place where it is quite evident that we are a people that worship God. On our money, you will see the words, In God we trust. You will also see these words on the buildings of our government. The words, One Nation Under God, are in the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm not sure, uh, but many years ago, uh, there were atheists that wanted to have the word God removed from all of the places that I just mentioned, including the Pledge of Allegiance. But a judge of the Supreme Court said that this world word would not be removed from the buildings, our money, or the Pledge of Allegiance, because the people that sought out this so-called new world were seeking religious freedom from the Church of England. <clears throat> And a lot of our um uh, as Brother Wade has told me in the past, a lot of our um, laws and our constitution was drawn directly from the Bible and uh the religious beliefs that our forefathers uh believed. Also, um in Romans uh, chapter six, verse twenty two it states, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he was also saying that he would set us free. In John eight thirty two, he said, And ye shall know the truth, he is that truth, the truth that set us free, free from sin. I find it incredible all the things that Jesus accomplished in his life and then death on the cross. His life is an example of how we should behave or treat our fellow man and brothers and sisters in Christ. He taught us that we should not judge others of their sin because we have that same sin in us. It's our sin nature, as I said a few weeks ago. In John 8, 7, the B part of the verse, Jesus says about the adulteress that was about to be stoned, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. We should not judge others for their sin because we have that same sin. In 1 Peter two sixteen, we read, As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, this, but as the servants of God, excuse me, this passage reveals to us God's will for those who are free in Christ to willingly submit to every human authority uh, for God's sake. This includes emperors, governors, kings, and even slave masters. But, When Peter spoke of this, he does not endorse slavery, but does instruct Christian slaves to endure unjust suffering as Jesus did for our sake on the cross. He does not expect us to obey when the instructions are sinful. Rather, Christians are called to imitate Christ by suffering for doing good. Because Jesus was willing to do so, we lost sheep are now under the protection of our shepherd. And as I said before, we are are free, but freedom still is not free. We cannot have any freedom without some sort of sacrifice. In 1 Corinthians 7, verse 22, For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's freeman. Likewise, also, he that is called, being free, is Christ's servant. We, as the elect, are called by the Holy Spirit to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Memorial Day is this coming weekend, and all week I have heard a commercial saying that we should honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom and way of life. The price that Christ paid on the cross is another of those lives given. But his sacrifice was and still is freeing countless millions, maybe even billions by now, because his sacrifice was for all believers and followers of God from the beginning of time. His sacrifice also is for those believers that are not in a free country, such as we are, but those who face persecution and maybe even deaths for their beliefs in him. When I think of Memorial Day, I think of one piece of scripture. It's John 15, verse 13, that says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. When you think about that verse, it really is the best way to show your love for your friends. There have been people in conflicts all around the world, and there is always some sort of war going on, it seems, between people, whether it is over religion or land, riches or whatever. There have been instances where someone has put himself in harm's way in some shape or form. Perhaps uh, jumping on a grenade with their body or something to that effect, Uh, they died so that others could live. Whatever the case may have been, their sacrifice was more than likely a spur-of-the-moment thing. In the case of our Lord and Savior, he knew what he had to do from the very beginning. He knew that he was the only way that the elect could be cleared of their trespasses and sins. A person in battle saves a few lives, maybe dozens, but where Jesus is concerned, he has saved millions and millions and continues to save people. When I say that we are free from sin, we as believers in Jesus and being human, it does not mean that we sin no more. As I have said in my sermon about sin, we cannot escape our sin nature. We as Christians try to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, But we can never be completely without sin like he was. Christ was the only man that was ever completely without sin. He was the perfect man without blemish or spot. The only time we as humans will ever be absolutely free from sin will be when we are in heaven with our Lord. Uh, We've heard uh, Brother Wade speaking uh, in class about um our promise of hope uh also on Wednesday nights he's been speaking to that for uh to us for many weeks now and the freedom of sin that i'm talking about is only in the sense that because of jesus we have an imputed righteousness through him and when the father looks at us he sees no sin yep. jesus washed us white as snow on the cross at calvary that is the freedom i am speaking about free from an everlasting lake of fire that is the wage of sin. In Romans chapter 8, verses 20 through 21, excuse me, says, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Did you notice in that passage that it stated the creature shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into glorious liberty? Remember that liberty and freedom are synonymous with each other in their definitions. We are also free from the fear of the unknown death that we face. As I said, I was one of those people that thought they were a good person. We all know from Scripture that there is not one good. No, not one. That is why I think I was still afraid of what death had in store for me. In the back of my mind, I must have known that there was something wrong. I have always believed in God from a very young age, but I did not know about Jesus and his wonderful sacrifice, or even about the elect. I was ignorant of the things of God. I had seen words, as I said before, like, repent and Jesus saves, Just about every time I would watch a football game, there seemed to be a fan in the stands that was holding up a sign that said, John 3, 16. That's all I know. Um, I didn't know what it meant, and I didn't ever think to ask what it meant either. If my knowledge of God was water back then, I don't think I would even be, that I could have even filled a one-ounce measuring cup with it. In Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 21 through 22, it reads, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. While I am talking about the freedom of sin that Christ provides, I should also talk about his gift of everlasting life's cost. What is that cost? It is nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. It doesn't cost us a thing. That is why it is called the glorious gospel of Christ. Think about a man of the past named Ponce de Leon. What did he search for? It was the fountain of youth, an attempt at everlasting life. He circled the globe in search of this fountain of youth when all he had to do was maybe go to a library or a church to find the very thing that he was looking for, the gift of eternal life that God and Jesus have given us and only cost us a small bit of our time each week and faith in Jesus. People nowadays spend a fortune on plastic surgeries or oils and creams, snake oils, if you will, that are supposed to help restore or return the look of their youth. Some of these people pay the price of disfigurement because of some of the treatments they were subjected to. I once was a vain person when it came to my appearance because of the way people thought was a perfect way that one should look. When I was first married, I had realized that I was not put here to be in a beauty contest, good thing I would fail miserably, Um, or a fashion show. My first wife was always worried about what others thought. I used to think to myself, who cares what others think? God did not put me here to impress others. Nowadays, the only person that I worry about impressing is Jesus. Only his opinion of me is worth worrying about, not other people. Ever since I found the gospel of the Lord Jesus, I was affirmed to the fact that he has the eternal life that others have spent thousands of dollars or wasted an entire lifetime trying to find. All the time that treasure that they sought was just down the street, maybe in a library or bookstore. We have a treasure through the Lord Jesus Christ that means absolutely everything and costs us virtually nothing. In Romans chapter, uh, Romans chapter eight, verses one and two, it says, "There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me a free, <clears throat> made me free from the law of sin and death. There is also a freedom of the mind that we." We have through the eternal salvation of Christ Jesus freedom from the stress and worries of everyday life, serene in the thought that we will spend an eternity with our Father and brother in heaven. There is a calming effect that eternal salvation can have on oneself. We spend countless hours worrying over petty things, trying to have worldly goods and possessions that we cannot take with us when we die. We also spend tons of money on the things that the media tells us we should have. Have you ever heard of doomsday preppers? These are people that spend time and money trying to survive a holocaust of some or some type of cataclysmic event that may befall us. When it is your time, it is your time. When Jesus turns that key, no matter what you do, that's it. Time's up. Game over. For those that know they have eternal salvation, this day of being called home will be one of the greatest things that could happen to us as people. Remember what Brother Chuck James said when a relative of his had passed away? I did not lose them. I know right where they are. It is, isn't it great to know that the ones in our family that are saved will be re- reunited with us when we die or when they die after us? It puts a person's mind at ease to have this wonderful knowledge, to be saved, to have an eternal life through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. There are many ways that we are free thanks to the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus, In Galatians chapter 2, verse 4, it says, And that because of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. And the next verse of Scripture um, is very interesting to me. After I read this, you cannot be able to tell me that God is not working in my life. You can say that God does use the Bible and his children to speak to us. The verse I speak of is Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Wow. Wow. If that doesn't tell you that God is talking to us, I don't know what does. That proves what pastor says about being used of God. I have been used by people that I have known in my life, and it's not a very good feeling. But to realize that God is talking to and through you is an absolutely awesome feeling. It is obvious to me that God does give us the things he wants us to say and teach, I could not do this on my own. I'm not a biblical scholar by any means. But with the help of the Lord, it is no wonder why I have been told when I have delivered a good message. Many times I have not had any clue even what I was going to speak about, but I still managed to come up with a sermon in time for the night that I am due to speak. That is thanks to God. Pastor usually starts his sermons with the message, That I have for you, I will try to deliver with the help of the Lord. After what I had just read, it is quite obvious to me that the Lord does help and guide the speaker. This also proves that God does talk to us through his word, the Bible. That is why they call it God's word. When you think about it, in the Bible, or when you think about it, the Bible is an owner's manual for the eternal soul saved by Jesus. The next verse of Scripture is almost exactly like the one that I just read. If you turn to the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, this gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised the freedom that is given by us but <clears throat> excuse me the freedom that is given us by the father and jesus christ is a wonderful thing it puts our mind at ease about a great many things we know we have a sin nature and through jesus the father has given us an advocate that has wiped our slates clean We have the comfort of knowing that once we are saved, we cannot lose that salvation. In the book of John, chapter 6, verses 39 and 40, the Bible says, And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him, may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Then the Bible tells us we cannot lose our salvation again in the same book of John, chapter 10, verses 28 and 29, which reads, "...and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand." My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. That includes ourselves. I don't know why people think that they can lose their salvation. I guess it is because they've been taught wrong all along. Their pastors or preachers should be familiar with these verses. Then another passage that states the same thing in the same chapter, John 18. uh, chapter excuse me, same book of John, chapter 18, verse 9, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spake, of them which thou gavest me, I have lost none. I still find it amazing and don't know why people feel the need to put themselves above God or that they think that what Jesus did wasn't good enough. Some religions have people confessing their sins to a human being that tells them, I absolve you of their sin, of your sin. They can't do it. Only the Lord Jesus can take away our sin. A human being can't take away their own sin, never mind take away someone else's. It must be man's arrogance that makes him believe that he is better than Jesus or the Father. The last bit of scripture that I have for you is from the book of Romans, It's chapter 6, verses 3 through 7. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life." For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that, th- <clears throat> that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin." And the Bible goes on to say that if we are dead and buried with him, that we shall also be raised as he was and walk with him. Knowing these truths that God's word tells us is a great burden that is removed from us. There is nothing left that we should worry about other than how we can have a closer walk with the Lord and how we can be more like the Lord Jesus. The freedom given us by Christ is truly a wonderful thing. It is a gift like no other that only he can give. The salvation that we have is something to be cherished. I always thank God for his many blessings he gives. And as you know, it is impossible to thank him enough for all that he has done for us as sinners. That's all that I have for you tonight. Um as I've said over and over again, I I don't understand why uh, people feel the need to change the Bible, uh, to make up their own Bible, uh, like the Book of Mormon, or um, any of the other books that they hold above the Bible. Um, It's pretty plain and simple, uh, even to one like myself. I have a modest education. I'm not a biblical scholar, like I said, but... Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear in the words, and if you don't understand the words, if you come across something that um, the Bible is telling you, look it up. Look up the definition. There are a bunch of words that I have written down in my Bible on the front page that is blank. As you can see, I have in there... um, the GPS, which is, you know, Danny's taught us is God's word, pressure and circumstances and spirit. Uh, I have things written down like why we don't follow the sacrifices of the Old Testament, because Jesus covered them all. Um, our two ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper. The definition of iniquity, which is immoral behavior or unfair. Um, Let's see, imputed being done or caused or possessed. Um, things like this. The true gospel uh, depends, the truth of the gospel depends on the resurrection of D- Jesus Christ. Um, God has a plan that we cannot mess up. If we or anyone else is about to, he prevents it. Uh, things like uh, where it says Emmanuel, which means God with us. Many things uh, like that. Uh, I think one of the first words I looked up was the word abhorred. Uh, something uh, God had abhorred, which meant he hate, um, disliked greatly. Um, there's just a many a many things in the Bible that if you don't understand them, you just go and look them up. You can take your phone and uh, look up the definition, uh, look up the meanings of certain uh, books of Scripture and um, find out what they mean, and also back it up with that same book that you're looking up to make sure that you're not being handed a line by somebody else that doesn't know what they're talking about. There are plenty of those people online uh, that you can find, some people that are trying to trip up others, or um, that simply don't know what they're talking about.